Welcome to the Pure Green Podcast, where founder of Pure Green, Ross Franklin, interviews inspiring entrepreneurs to uncover their key habits for success. Now, here's your host, Ross Franklin. On the podcast today, we have Natalia Rose. Thank you so much for joining us. Natalia, how are you doing? Oh, it's such a pleasure. I'm so happy to be here with you, Ross. Thank you. I'm doing very well. Thanks. Yeah. So thanks so much for coming on the show. So first off, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Okay. So I got into the field of cleansing, just say like largely cleansing, dietetics of cleansing 22 years ago. It was 2000 and I had just given birth to my first child who's now 21. And my life on paper was amazing, but inside I was suffering acutely and chronically from so many different things, mental, physical, emotional issues that I never dreamed could be solved. I was just grappling with them, struggling, thinking that life was going to be a case of dragging my feet, feeling heavy, this body loathing um, symptoms, and that that was just normal. And that I was somehow going to have to contend with that and cope with it. And fortunately, at that time, at that moment, when I was just throwing up my hands in grief is really the best way of putting it. I met the man who would become my mentor, Gil Jacobs, who is sort of the, let's call him like the godfather of cleansing. And he taught me about tissue cleansing, deep tissue cleansing, which sounds like deep tissue massage, but it's not at all the same thing. Deep tissue cleansing is removing the residue from all that we consumed over the decades of uh, we were living, quote, normally living, consuming what the world tells us is good for us, but actually just turned this into a trash pile, cleaning that out of our tissues. And when I started to do that, literally within the first couple of weeks, my body, my mind, my heart started to shift completely. My vibration raised and just everything changed. My symptoms went away. My body shape totally transformed. All of my ailments from my skin troubles to headaches to the chronic bronchitis and and everything. I mean, I won't even go into it. What I tell people is like anything that could befall female kind befell me. So all of that, that big picture of all those symptoms just started to alleviate within, like I said, a couple of weeks. Wow. That's amazing. So since then you've written a number of books. How many books have you, have you published? Eight books. Wow. And most of them are all on cleansing, right? Well, yes, but cleansing, not just the body. So we start out with the body because that's where most people gravitate in the beginning. But when they realize that when you remove this waste residue from the tissue, the literal visceral experience of getting this waste, this tangible waste out of the body, everything lifts. And that space that's created inside you makes you feel joyous. You feel the life force conducting again, which makes you generous with spirit, which opens your mind up. It takes all that mental fog that most people walk around with and makes you exhausted and prevents you from being creative. That goes when the physical waste goes. So it all works in concert together. You know, with cleansing, I think there's a lot of misconceptions. Can you clarify for people who are new to cleansing, what exactly is a cleanse and why should people do it? So essentially, we're basically taught that what we eat, that we put in the fast spectrum category of food is something that will be digestible and will be eliminated. And we're told that we don't need help detoxing per se, because the body gets rid of what it doesn't need. But that is false. That is the biggest error. That is the biggest lie. If there's one that we need to focus on, it's that one, because that's not true. Every, so the, the, the human tissue, I'm gonna, I'll try and be, be brief and, and concise here, but human tissue is alkaline. So anything that is acidic that enters the human tissue 
is going to have the human tissue is going to get suffocated by it. It's going to stick. That acidic substance is positively ionically charged and the human tissue is negatively ionically charged. So what do you have when you have a positive and a negative? You've got like magnets. The positive ionic charge is going to stick like glue stuck on you and your tissues, which means your tissues are no longer going to be able to breathe and conduct the way they're supposed to. And the time you consume the food is when it has the most water content it's ever going to have. So as it stays in your body at 98.6 degrees, which is the Arizona desert, it's dehydrating. So it's getting drier and it's embedding in your cells and tissues. It's never going to leave at that rate, you know? And so the drier the bowel becomes, a dry bowel cannot remove waste because a dry bowel has no ability to create peristalsis. Peristalsis is the muscular contractions that happen in the large intestine when you have a movement. So you can't move your bowels if your intestine is dry. So if all your food is, most people are eating dry food to begin with, and then it's drying out even further in their body, because again, this is the Arizona desert inside. And then there's no hope for the bowel to ever be able to release it. So how in the world can these things ever leave if we don't then help them along, drinking the green juice, irrigating the colon? So when we talk about cleansing, you know, there's a lot of different types of cleanses. Can you explain in, in your opinion, like what you believe to be the best way to cleanse? Is it with a cleanse with cold pressed juice? What do you recommend as far as if someone's just getting into cleansing, what's the best way for them to do a cleanse safely and get the most effective results? That's the question of the day. All right. So what we want with, with that, we want to understand the formula for cleansing is awaken and release. We need to awaken the waste and we need to release the waste. And the best way to awaken the waste is through high alkalinity quotient substances. So cold pressed vegetable juice, and the more green it is, the more high alkaline quotient it is. So that is the most powerful way because it's, it's hydrating. It's going to be, what's going to happen is it's actually super magical and exciting. When you consume, when one consumes cold pressed vegetable juice, it enters the tissue. Remember we talked about how the acidic matter gets stuck in the, in the alkaline tissue. Well, the hydration, so again, it's dry and it's stuck. The hydration of the cold pressed juice is going to reconstitute the waste and simultaneously lift it up and out of the cells and tissues that it's been embedded in. So that magnetic charge, now when it, it, was, it was working against us when the acidic substances were coming in, but now with the alkaline substances in the cold pressed juice, it's working for us because it's able to magnetize the waste now up and out of the cells and tissues and then we have the process, that, that's the process of awakening, but we still need to release. So this, the second part is the body's organs, as well as I believe, and, and I know my personal and professional experience, that the irrigation of the colon is essential to help that out because again, the colon is so dry at this stage. So the more we can help by providing water, by providing reconstituting agents, the green juice and the water, and to irrigate the body, the more we can mobilize that awakened waste out of the body. And that is what cleansing is. Cleansing is not awakening. Cleansing is not a theoretical, hypothetical thing. It is an actual tangible release. So when we release, we've then cleansed. Otherwise, we've just had what's a, a hypothetical, potential, theoretical cleanse where we awaken all of this and what happens? It just resettles if we don't get it out the door. So if you have someone who's, they're feeling sluggish, maybe there's a little brain fog going on and they want to do a cleanse. They've never done a cleanse before. You know, is there anything they should do to prep the body? Should they go into a cold press juice cleanse? How many days should they, they plan on doing it for? What do you recommend there? Okay. So we want to go gently because if we awaken too much, the body won't be able to release what we awaken. We want to awaken just a little bit, start getting, giving that the way out. And the, the magic place is where we're awakening just enough for the body to handle it. 
And even if the person isn't ready to do colon irrigation, their body will still be able to get rid of some of the stuff without them having the Hertzheimer reactions. People always say, well, you know, it's just detox symptoms. We should, we can avoid detox symptoms if we don't overawaken and underrelease. So that's a magical concept right there. But what would I recommend? I'd recommend them start out with very gentle juices. So a lot of cucumber base, romaine, lettuce, just a little bit. If they want to do some medicinal greens, the medicinal greens are the darker leafy greens, like your Swiss chard, like your spinach, like your dandelion, all your herbs are medicinal greens. Just a little bit. So when you, when you make, if you try and put kale through a juicer, you know that you can put like two heads of kale through and you'll get maybe two ounces of juice if you're lucky. It's a tiny amount of juice. That's a medicinal green though. We create volume by adding the cucumber, the celery and the lemon. And that creates, not only does it create volume so that you get more pleasure out of the juice, you can enjoy it more, but that's going to be much gentler. It's going to have the life force, it's going to have the alkalinity, but not so much if you were to try to make a whole glass of dark leafy green juice. So don't think that because alkalinity is a good thing that you want to go full throttle. You don't want to go full throttle because then what are you going to do with all that waste you've awakened? It's like if, you know, if you're, if you're going to go to, I don't know, clean out your house, but you have no garbage bags, you have no door, you know, you got to make sure you have a way to get this stuff out before you awaken too much. So gradually the T word, always keep that in mind. That's transition. We always transition. We don't go from a mainstream diet to a hardcore raw food, vegan cleansing diet where, you know, that's a mistake. But what we can do is figure out what it is that we really don't need anymore. We could do without, you know, some of the things that we're consuming, but what are the things that we still have a hankering for that we just still want to keep in the diet? And then you start moving gently across the transition bridge, upgrading a little bit more each week. Food combine, that will create so much ease on the bowel and help the body release and eliminate and catch up on the triaging it needs to do to get healthier, to restore itself. So simply food combining well, which you know we can talk about maybe another time, but it's, it's very basic not to combine fleshes with starches, for example, is a good place to start. You know, don't have turkey and bread, don't have a turkey sandwich, <laughs> have the turkey with a salad, have the bread with a salad. I mean, turkey and bread are not ideal foods, but if you want to consume some of these things and you consume them in the right combinations, you'll get away with a lot more and you'll make progress. Progress is the other big word. So transition and progress and really keep in mind that it's awaken and release to have true cleansing. That's super helpful. Now, with you have a private practice as well, where you counsel clients in, on nutrition, cleansing. You're still doing that, right? Yes, absolutely. And so with like your typical client, what are some of the things like you're coaching them on? Well, you know, the fundamental important thing to comprehend that I want all my clients to understand is that all this stuff went into us and it stuffed us up. So it's like the fine art of unstuffing yourself. That's paramount because we're not going to get anywhere. We can try to commune with the the higher vibrations till the cows come home. And if our tissues are saturated in this stuff, and we don't understand that we need to unstuff ourselves, then we've missed the point. So just by unstuffing ourselves, which is the awaken and release technique, which, so if I'm working with someone one-on-one, I'm going to find out exactly what, how do we make it work for them specifically? What are their likes and dislikes? What is it? What is their lifestyle? Do they travel? Are they a parent? Are they a busy business executive? Figure out what their makeup is and then personally customize it for them. That's one aspect. So when the tissues start becoming clean, you know, it sounds like, like tissues, like you blow your nose with tissues, but your tissues of your body start releasing, becoming unburdened of this waste. Then you start to tap into the higher levels of existence. And that's where I get excited. So the fundamental, you know, getting the job done of cleaning house is 
essential, but then that's when the fun begins. That's not when it ends. There's never an end point to this journey. Things just get better and better. You become more creative. I like them to, to focus on their relationships, primarily their relationship with themselves, and that shifts all the relationships around them, how it enables them to to start seeing the conditionings and the programs that were put into them. So it's not just the food stuff that was put into them, but it was all the, the mental stuff, the ideologies, the things that, you know, we didn't come into this world with that aren't indigenous to our being, they're indigenous to our culture and culture, you know, it's a cult and it's not a healthy thing. So we need to remove that artifice from our being so we can be clear. And then we automatically become loving and inspired and that's just something we wake up and, and we move with. And we don't need to reach outside of ourselves to feel satisfied, satiated in any way. We actually just feel this inexplicable joy and ease and inspiration just by existing. And that's, that's what I want to get people to, because that's true freedom. You know, it's interesting that you use the word transition. If you have a client and let's say they came from, you know, eating a lot of processed foods, they're trying to transition into a healthier lifestyle. If you were to distill down the actionable steps that they need to take, what's the, some of the first things that come to mind that you would tell this client? Well, think about the most egregious, most heinous things that are in your kitchen or get on your table or that you order in a restaurant. Just start with that. Like, what is the worst? Is it like the ding dongs and the <laughs> like the donuts and the, oh, I mean, the, we know what the worst the worst. It's chemicals, it's starch, it's sugar and combinations of those things. So those things are going to be very, very sticky in your body. And sticky is bad because sticky doesn't leave. And sticky means you're going to be stuck with it forever. So just figure out what are the really bad things first? And then what are you left with? And little by little, you start to chip away at that outer edge. And if simultaneously, you can be thinking of, you know, I always like to not focus on the negative, but focus on the positive. So instead of thinking about what I need to get rid of, which is kind of obvious, it's what do I now need to be setting my sights upon? What should I be looking toward? And in that sense, to think about having a vegetable-centric dietetic setup. So again, we're just speaking about diet right now. There's a whole other many layers to all this, but this is where the transition really happens. So if you can think, you know, we're, we're conditioned to think that vegetables are a garnish or kind of a side thing. If you can start to see that the vegetables have the life force because they come from the sun and the, the chlorophyll is concentrated sunlight and that's where power is. If we're eating for energy, then we, that's what we need, want to look towards. So vegetable centric. And then eventually if you want to up the ante on yourself, green centric, but in power, we have energy within energy. We have anti-energy. So anti-energetic forces, which will leach power from us. And we have actual energy, true energy, which is the life force. So you can have a, a high caloric diet, but if it's, if the calories are coming from substances that drain your life force, you're not actually getting any energy, you're being depleted of energy. So if you start to think along these lines, you start to let go of a lot of the conditioning around what you've been told and how it's all, like I said earlier, it was like, it's like the biggest falsehood ever. You can start to see how the true energy, if you want real power, you want energy, not anti-energy. And that comes from sunlight. So sun foods. So focusing on the sun foods, getting rid of things that are really bad. So we're kind of working on working both angles in a way. And that in of itself, you would have taken a huge leap. Just work that for a while, very, you know, very steadily. Consistency is key. We want to do this. This is not something that we do with cleansing. It's not a weekend thing. This is a lifestyle. And you know, you've gotten it right when, I mean, I know I've succeeded with the client when they say to me, I'm feeling amazing. I love what I'm doing. Why would I do it any other way? Like, I don't miss anything. I really love the way my food tastes. I'm totally satisfied. And 
I cannot believe how great I'm feeling, how great I'm looking, you know, how my mind is clear and all this. And that's when you know you've hit the sweet spot and then you live like that. You just carry on because it just, the body is, when, when given the conditions, it does what's called syntropy. So entropy, we know entropy is, is that which descends into greater chaos and goes from order to disorder. But syntropy is the opposite of, of entropy. Some people like the term neg entropy. I don't really like that term because it's a neg. I like syntropy because it means the same thing, but it's, it's positive. So the body, when given the right conditions, because it's alive, it has intelligence, it will syntropically improve itself. But you can't, you've got to just give it those conditions. And what we just discussed will give anyone the conditions to start their body will just consistently be upgrading itself as long as they remain consistent in what they're doing. What would be if you could pick like one specific type of food for someone who's really working hard to transition to a healthier lifestyle? What would that food be? And, you know, would they be able to go to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's and get the ingredients to make that that food? What would that be in your opinion? Well, you know, something as simple as a sweet potato, a baked sweet potato with some organic butter and some Himalayan sea salt. I mean, there is a clean dish right there. And you pair that with some greens. Maybe you, you steam some broccoli. And, you know, one, one of the things I love to do, I call it like, what is it? it's, it's sort of the ultimate pasta salad, the lazy girl salad. I have many names for it, but greens with delicious marinara sauce poured on top and some goat cheese. I promise you, you'll like that, that is delicious. And it's so it's three ingredients. It's clean. It's satisfying. You can do the same thing with steamed spinach. You put marinara sauce on pretty much anything and it's awesome. So Are we talking about the marinara sauce from a can, like from a jar or, or homemade? It doesn't have to be homemade. I get some good organic ones, even like here locally at the Publix, you know, I'm in Florida, so we have Publix, but there are so many brands. You want to make sure it doesn't have too much oil in it. So I'm typically not one for saying, you know, look at the fat grams and calories and that sort of thing because it doesn't tell you very much, but in this case it will, because if it's more than four grams of fat, it's gonna have a lot of oil. And we wanna steer clear of oils, even what people think of as good oils, like olive oil. Oils are great for machines. They're terrible for humans. Internal tissue gets slowed down terribly by oils. So you wanna get one that has a low oil content and low sugar content. It's mostly tomatoes and garlic and basil. But if you wanna make your own, by all means, that's, that's even better, always better. But there are certain ones that are really, really nicely put together that you just, you know, you can make, something delicious. It's inexpensive. So sweet potato and a salad and steamed vegetables, anybody can afford that. That's like all of these ornate foods that are super expensive. They're typically not that good for you anyway. Even if they're raw vegan, if they're dense, for example, and they've got lots of sugar, even if it's, you know, dates or, you know, other and dried fruits, it's still a lot of sugar. It's still feeding fungus in the body. So not to get too intense there, but the simple foods are the best and they've always been the best. and They will always be the best. And even something like eggs. So, you know, eggs have gotten such a bad reputation over the years. Eat the whole egg, get organic free range eggs, make yourself a nice big omelet. If you want to put some goat cheese in there, I mean, goat cheese is a lot cleaner than cow cheese for reasons that maybe we don't have time to get into right now. But, but to think about goat cheese as an option, I prefer it way over. I would never eat a vegan cheese because the vegan, unless, unless the vegan cheeses were made really, really cleanly with you know, some seeds or nuts that were made fresh. This vegan cheeses in the stores are like glue in the body. I mean, they're, they're so dense. They're terrible. I mean, at most everything that's on a shelf, that's a vegan substance is, you know, something that, that could be much better replaced with a fresh vegetable because they're so dense, you know, things are made from tofu and seitan and all this stuff. It's very, very dense and hard to digest. And then you wind up with glue in the body anyway, you know, so but eggs are, are great, you know, steamed spinach with a nice big omelet, you know, but have a five egg omelet, but use the whole egg. In fact, it's the yolk that's the healthiest part of the egg. 
So pretty much, again, everything that we've been told is upside down and inside out. So it has to be reassessed. That's awesome. So you give us so much great information. So if anyone listening wants to learn more about you and anything that you said, what's the best way to get in touch with you? What's the best way to get to some of your resources? Well, I have my website, which is nataliarose.com. And then Instagram is Natalia Rose Institute. So that's probably the two best ways to reach me. Awesome. And you're on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Natalia Rose Institute on Instagram. Awesome. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. This was great. And we really appreciate having you on. Oh, it's such a pleasure, Ross. Thank you for having me. 